hey, back off, big man. I may work with the chicks, but not with me. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. What we've got here is failure to communicate. She doesn't even go here. Some crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight from across the world wide web, we have a guy who uh, has, a, has a, a new glow shining upon his face because of his happy light, <laughs> Sean Mackey. <laughs> Sean, welcome back to the program. Light. Yeah, it actually... Makes me uh, have to wear sunglasses inside, so I don't know how happy I can be. With, it's with just it, it's just showing you that the the future is so bright. Yes, future is bright. Trust the process. So bright, you have to wear sunglasses. That's right. Trust the process. Always maintain optionality. Yes, all the things. Also joining us tonight from across the internet. I want him manning a radio a radar tower in Alaska by the end of the day. Just mail him his clothes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Rudy Rudolph. Yeah, that that would be a tight job, actually. Imagine that you just like have nothing to do, and you live in Alaska. Full, you know, he's probably making a buck twenty with the CIA. Just chilling, chilling in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, but it's like you get the impression it's like short notice. Oh like, yeah, his wife's gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, not to get not to get too ahead of ourselves and get too into the the content from the the feature film of the week or anything. Um, before we introduce our feature guest, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, our second guest of 2021, we have with us tonight the corporal of Canadian conceptual content, the minister of the Mies, the patriarch of partitions. <laughs> he puts the poo in poutine. <laughs> Kittredge, you've never seen him upset. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Eisbrenner. Sam, welcome back to the show. Thanks. I'm happy to be back. I think this is my third time, but second yeah. time where I'm the only guest. The second so second like solo just, show. You know, there's more opportunity to to shine a little bit when it's when it's you know when you're on solo. <laughs> Not that I didn't like everyone being together because that's yeah it's pretty fun and, and sammy just inked a nine episode deal is that right with loose concepts yeah well i mean <laughs> i think as long as those movies keep coming out i i'm committed so it's <laughs> kind of a running contract yeah, yeah so a little bit of announcement before a little bit of a uh, shopkeeping before we start uh we're gonna be trying a uh, a newer format here we have a we have a this is gonna be the first in a series that we're doing with sam as our uh guest host for the series and we'll be breaking down a the mission impossible franchise of films so we're going to start tonight with mission impossible one it's just mission impossible um and then mission impossible the first one the first the first mission (laughs) (laughs) And, and then next month we'll bring sam back and we'll do mission impossible two more missions more impossibles and then so on and so forth as the months go on until we run out of Mission Impossible movies. And then for the foreseeable future as they keep coming out. So I don't know. Sam, do you have a name for this series? Um, I don't know. That's I, I did not think of a name, no. So maybe we can uh, workshop that as we go through and, and decide on one at the end of this episode. I'm, I'm throwing out there just a, as a tester, Mr. Moose Conceptual's Mission Impossible <laughs> 
<laughs> Magnificat. 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 His multitude. Mission Impossible. Multi. Mission Impossible. May. I don't know. Yeah, we got to workshop that one a little bit. But anyway, this is gonna be an ongoing yeah. series, and uh, yeah. So just so everyone's aware, what's what's actually going on here? We're excited. We're gonna try be trying a lot of new things in 2021. It's one of our resolutions. So we're kicking it off here tonight. Um, speaking of new things, we're gonna be trying this episode. We are going to be going directly into the movie. Um, there's a bit of internal debate right now regarding the <laughs> the length of our episodes, whether or not they're too long or too short. And uh, so if you have thoughts on the episode length and you'd like to voice your opinion, you can uh, send, a, send an email to looseconceptpod at gmail.com. And you don't have to really provide any explanation at all. All you really have to write in your email is longer or shorter or just write. Those are your three options. Mm. So if you just send an email yeah, you saying... You don't have to write an email. <laughs> Just write the right in the subject line. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Like just, it, like it longer. Yep. Longer, shorter. Yeah. Just. You right. can do it in a review, even a review on uh, whatever yeah, it review. is you use to listen. That's true. Exactly. That's true. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Apple Podcasts. We uh, we've been getting some reviews on there. Shouts to uh, Kever Kid. He wrote in saying that uh, nobody around me loves to talk about movies the way I do, and now I can at least listen. Great show. Unfortunately, I can't have a mustache because of work, and it seems like they're also into the stash? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> so, shouts to Kiever Kid. Thanks for the yeah. uh, five star review. Yes, we are into stashes, but uh, we don't discriminate discriminate against stashless people. I don't have a stash right now myself, so uh, I want one so bad, well, Kev. I, I feel you, Kiever Kid. I also don't wear a stash because of my job, so. I mean, I probably could. Like, no one's explicitly told me I couldn't. But <laughs> you just want people to take you seriously. Yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> I, I'm a young professional. You know, I want to, you know, establish myself as someone who's not ridiculous. So. <laughs> Dude, nothing lets, makes you stand out more than being 26 or 27 and having a full, full bore mustache. That's just like <laughs> a business card in itself. Yeah, yeah. it's a power move. Well. It is the power move. We'll see. We got another five-star review here from Splash727. Splash727 writes, Feels like I'm hanging out with my three friends. Casual, fun, good conversation. Five stars. Shouts to Splash727. It feels like that Shouts. because we are your friends. That's why it feels like hanging out with uh-huh. your three friends. So Maybe even closer than friends. We got one more. I'll read what? one more. <laughs> this one says TGIF. Look forward to Fridays even more than usual because that's when the new episodes drop. Always a blast to listen to. And that's from Pod Raver. So shouts to Pod wow. Raver. Shouts to Pod Raver. They're, they're an influencer reviewer. Yeah, he's he's raving about pods and he's raving about this. Pod. <laughs> All that matters. <laughs> you too can uh, rave about our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts if you just leave a review with five stars. We'll only read it if there's five stars. So. Do that, or uh, yeah, write us an email. Let us know either way. So, because some people think that our podcast is too long, <laughs> we're gonna just dive right into the movies this week, and we're gonna keep it keep it slim down, trimmed down, and sleek, uh, with a few surprises along the way, because that's how we roll at Loose Concept. We're gonna try and keep it loose, but also keep it tight. So, without further ado, let's get into our episode here, the first in the series. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are going to be breaking down the 1996 classic, 
Mission Impossible. You really think we can do this? We're going to do it. This summer, it will be impossible. Is he serious? Always. To catch your breath, to keep your cool, to believe your eyes. These guys are trained to be ghosts. Because this summer, you don't know what you're missing. The impossible happens. Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, rated PG-13. Slow down title again. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible. As I said, released in 1996, Mission Impossible is a story about an American agent under false suspicion of disloyalty who must discover and expose the real spy without the help of his organization. Starring Tom Cruise, John Voight, Jean Reno, Vin Rames, Kristen Scott Thomas, Vanessa Redgrave. Um, Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez for a hot minute with an earring. With the fake out. <laughs> yeah, fake out. Fake out star casting. Um, so, yeah. 7.1 stars on IMDb spoilers. right now. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert for all the, the people that we uh, may be annoyed with our Wonder Woman episode. <laughs> I feel like oh, coming no. into the podcast, you should know every episode is going to have spoilers in it for whatever the yeah. movie is. So, True. yeah, I'm... Slight disclosure, I didn't listen to that one, but assuming you guys, like if the title of the episode is is that you're reviewing that movie, isn't the assumption that you shouldn't listen to it if you haven't seen the movie? You know, you would think. You would you think. think. You know what happens well, when you assume, Sam? Not trying to call anyone out, but seems a little, you know. <laughs> Just trying to keep it professional. Yeah. Now, Rudy, what does happen when you assume? I'm not going to say. Keep keeping this uh, family pod. Just make something out of you and me. <laughs> Sam, we'll start with you. we got to keep this rolling. So Sean has, Sean has an early bedtime. Wait, I'm sorry, Elijah. I'm sorry to cut you off, Elijah, but can I say something really horrible that might get me kicked off this pod? That I'm, You ever like have something that you know that you don't want to tell your friends because it's so <laughs> damning that you're afraid they're never going to talk to you again? Every day. Are you trying to tell us that you don't like this movie? Well... I'll talk about that later, but this okay. is the first time I have sat down to watch any Mission Impossible movie in my wow. life. What? That no. is a lot worse than what I thought you, you were going to say. You can't be a host anymore, Rudy. <laughs> I have never seen a Mission Impossible movie. You know what, How is that even possible? It sounds impossible. That is actually really exciting because we are going to have a series in which we will have completely fresh eyes yeah. on these movies. Yeah. And I, honestly, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm a little worried. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm a little worried about this movie and, and yeah. actually mostly about the next one. Oh, gosh, it gets worse. <laughs> Rudy, but, what was the other series that you haven't seen? I don't know, Sean. There have been many. I don't uh, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen Star Wars, right? No, I've seen all of Star Wars. But you didn't grow uh, up okay, with Star sorry. Wars. Was it Lord of the Rings? I didn't grow up on Star Wars. Okay. No. I've seen Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that's a good uh, perspective, Sam. I like the positivity. Yeah. Yeah. At least well, we'll have one person on this show with uh, who's watching them for the first time and can give that yeah. fresh perspective. Yeah. Thanks for waiting so long to see these movies, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment to the pod. Rudy, just as a, a preface, or a, well, I guess hopefully not to set your expectations too high, but <laughs> I think in my opinion, the Mission Impossible series is the most consistently 
high quality spy movie series. Really? Well, actually, Better potentially potentially action movie series. Action wow. movie series. Yeah. Now that is a hot take. Better than Jason Bourne. I mean, and we can get into that. I don't. I don't know. I I kind of thought if we were gonna do like a comparison of the series, we would save that for the end, uh, like the the last one we do. I think that's we... a good call. We'll wait till the end of the series mm-hmm. to sort of look at a summation. Right now, we're just gonna dial in to just this movie. Try and take All a right. time machine back to 1996, and you're one of the first people to see this movie. <laughs> You know, and we'll just try and focus on just this one rather than, you know, a series arcing discussion as a whole. We can save that for a, for a later episode. But for now, let's just Sweet. talk about 1996 and sticking with our, our regular schedule, regularly scheduled program. We're going to start off with best as per usual. And Sam, as our guest, we'll let you kick it off. What's the oh, best good. part of Mission Impossible one? Uh, the best. OK, so. Um, I'm not, well, okay. I, I am going to say Tom Cruise because he's the yeah. best part of this entire series. Um, but yeah. I'm going to save that one also for when we do the overarching review, because he, that's true about every, every one of these. Um, what I will say about this one is that, um, the, there, there is, well, actually, yeah, like the first hour and a half of this movie is, I think probably pretty influential in most spy movies that have happened since that first hour and a half. And again, I don't really know a lot about any spy movies that came before (laughs) it, but, um, but this is the best, like like, in terms of scenes that have been parodied, um, the Tom Cruise hanging down in the vault, like inches away from the floor and like, like his sweat dripping down. Like I'm pretty sure that's been parodied in like every parody about a spy movie ever, ever. Yeah, yeah right? probably like it is. It is like the quintessential, like heist, like moment, like high mm. intensity, like yep. he's dropping down and everything goes silent. And he's like, I think he says like, um, absolute silence. And then, and then the, <laughs> the movie actually goes silent. Yeah. Right. And then he's like lowering down. So that's probably to me that, that scene and like the heist, section and he, he does they do a little bit of that like explaining the heist and showing them as they explain it and like yeah all of that put together to me that is the best part of this movie gotcha yeah yeah definitely you could it's it's very influential on i would say like modern action movies for sure yeah this is that, that's a good way the, to put it the standard yeah. bearer a little bit sean um i would say because it's the first it seems to have the essence of mission impossible where you you know us um, uh, fans that have seen all the Mission Impossible would say that this is probably the most toned down um, action sequences, but I, I like the pureness of it. Um, the fact that yeah. it's not, you know, such a huge stage with some of the um, stunts, and it just seems more about the, like Sam said, the kind of plotting out what they're going to um, do to break into Langley. Just a little bit more toned down, so I liked that aspect of it, and just seeing Tom Cruise, um, I think just as he, he was still figuring out this role, so it was really fun to go back and see him um, try and make Ethan Hunt um, kind of the modern action hero, because this was you know yeah, sort of a take off the TV series, so that was really sort of the origins 
type vibe of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because I haven't seen this yeah. in probably, you know, a decade or something. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rudy, what do you have? Sam was right. I don't really like this movie very much. <laughs> so it's kind of, oh it's no! It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard finding a best thing. Uh, and I feel like I'm gonna get ripped apart for this because it kind of makes me sound like an idiot, but. The theme song, like when they played the theme song, I was kind of like, "Man, this theme song rules." Mm-hmm. Is it from Mission? Is like, is this the Mission Impossible theme song? <laughs> because I'm like so disconnected from the whole franchise. <laughs> oh, my so I was word. Like, but the theme oh, my song word. rules. That's the best part. Theme song, I'm still still humming it in my head, and I've heard it. Um, you know, just growing up in America, you you know the theme song yeah. for Mission yeah. Impossible. That goes back to what Sam was saying about like this being like sort of the quintessential spy thriller action movie, you know, and that song just being so iconic that it, uh, it's you know, what's the word? It even crosses it's the everywhere. border into Canada, you know, mm. people in Canada know it too, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, the Moose Conceptuals Inter- know it, yeah. internationally renowned. It's ubiquitous, ubiquitous mm. soundtrack song. My best, I mean, it's got to be Tom Cruise. I, I know that like that's probably gonna end up being my best in a lot of these movies, but uh, he's great. This is like prime cruise. You, there, I don't know that there's a better cruise movie than this movie, and like it's sort of the best of what he had done to this point in terms of like drama acting and stuff. And then it's also sort of showing what he's gonna eventually become, and just like you know, Tom Cruise, the like the industry guy. And so it's sort of like a little like in between point where he, everything is like dialed in and it's just like peak cruise, I think. And Um, I would, I would say that's (laughs) never more like in terms of like, that's never more evident in terms of like movie star, like charisma, like just Tom cruisiness than in the scene where he, with the disc and he's like showing the disc and he's like tapping on his forehead, just an excellent scene. Just probably maybe like, Top five Tom Cruise scene in like any Tom Cruise yeah. movie. I literally, okay. I literally have written my notes. It just says magic trick, arrogant prick. I freaking love Tom Cruise. That's <laughs> okay. what it says Thank in my you. notes here. Yeah. It's a nice little I rhyme. Just down. issue a, like that. I just Thank want you. to issue a counterpoint from the fresh eyes of Rudy. No, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Is this your worst? Because we can pivot into worst. We're going into worsts. It's not my worst, but it's a counterpoint against oh, Tom Cruise. No. You, want me to, you want me to hold on to it? No. Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. Counterpoint. Tom Cruise is the dork of the week in this movie. <laughs> oh, no way. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. My 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 note about that magic trick scene is Tom Cruise is dork of the week. He's Job from Arrested Development. <laughs> Illusions, no. Michael. He's literally like. Are you just kidding like me? So he's got the charisma a little bit. And and that the like scene where he's going into the the one actually the one scene where he's actually like completing a mission, he's actually like being a spy, that's a cool scene. But then the rest of the movie is just kind of like running around and like his like his hair's on fire and he's just kind of like I don't know. They're, they're, we'll talk about what we need to add, but I just <laughs> think that maybe maybe you guys have the hindsight of the whole series, you know, the the character development of Tom Cruise's character of Ethan Hunt. I don't have that yet. People loved him in this movie. Well, people in the '90s loved him in this movie. <laughs> they were wearing umbrellas. That is that is such a that is like <laughs> such a trash pants. take. That is just so not even good. That is, you could not. We, be we might have on. to. I like, think this is the most cut that from the podcast. I think this is I, the most I've ever disagreed with Rudy on something on the podcast. Bring it. This, Rudy, this bring scene it. right here. 
I will say the the he's like Joe from Arrested Development. I actually I like that take because he uh. I do see I do see that a little bit, but in the best way. Like Joe in <laughs> Arrested Development is incredible. He's only I think like, he's so <laughs> he's only like Job if like in the sense that Job has lots of like bravado, but the difference mm. is Ethan Hunt can back up the bravado. Exactly. Job exactly. cannot. And so yeah. that's what makes it like cool. <laughs> I think there's definitely like I I I get what you're saying in that there's definitely like everything Tom Cruise does, there's a little bit of a dork dorky quality to it. But at the same time, it's also awesome. And that's like how you get Tom Cruise. You know, those are like I the think, two yeah. main pieces of Tom yeah. Cruise is like being a dork and being awesome. He's like, I, I'd compare him to like a LeBron James or like a Sean White. One of these guys who's like really good at what they what they do. But at the same time, they're also just like a mega dork. And they're just like sort of yeah. not like okay. dweeby. Thank you for calling you know? LeBron James See, a dork. But... Elijah, I think that Tom Cruise to me is Matt Damon to you. Like, I just like I don't like him as a person. And I don't like him. <laughs> I, I just like when I, when I see him, I, I hate how he's short and he like pretends to be tall. I, I hate how he's. I hate how he's a. He's got a tall personality. We love short people. I think the difference there is like all the things you hate about Tom Cruise are the things that I like about Tom Cruise. You like that he's a Scientologist. Yeah, I like that he's just like a freaking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think no. that like some of the appeal of Tom Cruise, there's a little bit of, uh, I guess, parallel uh, to the appeal of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. To me in, in that, uh, like, I don't know if they've to, been so, diagrammed. Tom Cruise, out, like, Tom Cruise in, in real life, like probably undeniably insane to some extent (laughs) you know i don't know to what extent but like at least he's fun there there, there's some amount of evidence of that um and nick k so and when you watch tom cruise in a movie you kind of see it a little bit like little moments where you're like oh that guy like this is like it's he's using it you know he's funneling it into what he's doing and i think that's like weird yeah and i think that's why like you see that with Nick Nick Cage too, where he's like he is a like he can be a ridiculous human being, but <laughs> yeah. he can channel that into a movie and it makes it great. So yeah. I don't know, I like that. I, yeah, I, like I kind of dig that. There's a, I guess the main difference there is that Tom Cruise just like seems like a drive guy, like if the drive is always like in full power mode, whereas Nick Cage is just more of just like a a supernova yeah there's definitely differences like <laughs> the way huh. who they are it is definitely sounds like a like, movie nicholas there's a lot of contrast end, as well watching nick cage is like watching someone fly into the sun have their wings <laughs> melt and then fall to the ground but then keep trying to fly into the sun repeatedly with their melted wings <laughs> that's like the nick cage experience like absolutely insane experience. yeah okay yeah, kind of. Tom Cruise, it's like watching so. someone fly into the sun, and then they actually <laughs> fly into the sun. Yeah, and they burn up in a blaze of glory, yeah. but they fl- they did fly into the sun. Yeah, so. they did it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't mean for this to be a 20-minute Tom Cruise riff, <laughs> but... It's good. You know what? We got to get <laughs> some of this out happened. of the way, because it's got to yeah, happen the foundation. <laughs> through this series. So. Yeah. There goes our short, trimmed-down episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rudy. <laughs> Well, let's pivot to the worst. What do you have for your actual worst part, Rudy? <clears throat> yeah, so the worst, uh, it's the Scooby-Doo masks. 
every time oh, Scott oh, pulls no. off one of those masks. Maybe you should the bow out toy. of the series, Rudy. <laughs> Is it nothing but masks? No, no, no. Don't worry about it, Rudy. It's fine. Because I just think it's like the, story, like, the very beginning scene. Okay, to be honest, the first mask, I was kind of like, oh, it's kind of cool how they did that. Like they set up that contained environment. It was an interesting way to get information out of somebody. But then like they did it again and then they went to the the John Voight where Tom Cruise is John Voight. I was like, come on, <laughs> man. This is so stupid. <laughs> it's a consistent theme. Sean was referring to, yeah, that's a, it's a consistent, like it keeps coming up and it's one of the trademarks of the... Mission Impossible franchises, the masks and the masks being always like, there's always a chance the person is not who you thought it was. Ugh, great. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of that. Sean, what was your worst part? My worst part, I feel like the Mission Impossible series is very much team based and the camaraderie and collaboration of the team. In mm. this movie, um, I'm just missing the, the crew vibes. Um, considering spoiler alert the whole team dies pretty much <laughs> in um the first 20 minutes or so where uh you don't really get to to see them in action so i think that's the worst part also i feel like a little bit um there are some some twists at the end that can be a little quick where um i was reading in sort of the background of the development it, this had several rewrites so <laughs> i think it could have been cleaned up a little bit at the end when they're on the train and it's like oh, who are you are you job are you matt you know yeah anyway there's a little back and forth at the end that can be a little bit confusing i think i get that um but yeah i don't know i think that's part of the uh well ironically that that was part of what you the your, the first part of your worst was part of my worst and then that was the uh the first team just being super annoying I don't like Emilio Estevez at all. I don't like the the girl who's in most of the movie, um, John, who plays John Voight's wife, uh, Emmanuel Biert. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her. She's just kind of like aggravating, and yeah, <laughs> I just wasn't. I was out on the the original team, so that that part. You were happy they died. I'm mean, I'm never gonna say I'm happy anyone dies, but. <laughs> I'm glad that the whole they, the whole movie didn't revolve around them. Were you happy Osama bin Laden died alive? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now we're I'm getting sorry. Into, I'm sorry. Uh, moral dilemmas, but I'm not a big like so like later on. I'm not really a big Simon Pegg fan either, but mm. I freaking love Vin Rames, so I'm all in on Vin Vin Rames. So anything <laughs> any anytime he's on screen, I'm like sign me up. I'm there. But most of the crew members, I'm just like, eh. So, and then my other, the other thing I wanted to mention was just like really any spy movie suffers from this to some extent, but just dated tech, um, that scene where he's mm, like surfing yeah. the web and like emailing all the people on, I guess that are like <laughs> supposed to be message boards or something. And like, he's like, conduct search job, job, like what is a job? How do I find a job, job numbers? Yeah. What is a Monster. job with numbers? Like, Yeah. <clears throat> It's just a yeah, nobody had like the Google skills of pairing words together to find. Yeah, I guess. Need. And maybe in that sense, in some sense, it like functions as like a time capsule of how the Internet was at that point. But I don't know. You can't show too much tech or else it gets really like 
yeah dated looking so those were mine yeah ashley was laughing at the gu- the piece of gum i was watching with her and she was like that's a terrible piece of technology because gum breaks in your pocket all the time you just be sitting there and it just explodes <laughs> yeah. i like the gum i think the gum is good that that sort of touches on a point i'll we'll talk about it towards the end of the, the show here but yeah i want to talk about that some more but sam what was your worst part um probably the last like 30 minutes wow um (laughs) the the helicopter like flying in the tunnel and the like the cgi used to show that was just i know it's i know it's like a product of the time but it it's it's tough to like go back and watch that and be like oh and it, like it really takes you out of the experience of the movie. It's like oh, this is like not good. Terrible. <laughs> um, and your boys at Industrial Light and Magic did that. Um, really? Yes, but yep. also they've gotten a whole lot better <laughs> in the past few years. Uh, I I think um, one of the things that I like about the Mission Impossible movies is that any of the stunts that happen like. Like when you think about them, they're probably not actually possible, but the way they show them makes it look like it is something that is possible. It's just like very, very hard to do. Right. Mm. And like the very end of this movie is like the climax when he sticks the gum onto the helicopter and the helicopter explodes and he like rides that explosion <laughs> onto the train. Rides the like, shockwave. I, I don't know. That's <laughs> like one of the things I like about mission impossible is that they do a good job of well and i mean tom cruise is famous for doing all these stunts like actually doing them um so that one i i would say that's probably the worst part is that that specific moment and then just kind of like the 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 larger scene around it of like that chase that probably in my opinion could have been done better on that note let's pivot into cut a scene add a scene now, Sam, it's been a while since you've been on, so I'll just explain this to oh, you. Oh, okay. Again. Thank you. You got to cut a scene out of the movie, and then you can come up with one that you want to add into the movie. Okay. Wow. Um, well, can I, can so I actually, can I start? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Um, so I'll make it quick because I already basically told you the scene I want to cut. It's that end scene with the helicopter mm. and the explosion. Okay. Great. Same. Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I, I'm not creative enough to write a scene that I think should replace it. Wait, do I go into add a scene right away or do I? Yeah. 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 Buddy. Okay. yeah. yeah that's um, how it works. Thanks. I, I just need to know. I should have, ex- should have explained <laughs> it more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I would say probably you just need to replace it with a more like, I guess grounded action scene where yeah. he has to like defeat John Void and and yeah. that the French guy. Um, but uh, I I don't know necessarily what that should look like. Like maybe could, it's like a maybe it's like a helicopter chase, but not in a tunnel on a train. Also, like there's ways you can do that that I think yeah. could be more like real and like believable. Or they could have done something that started on the train and was like a chase through the train, mm-hmm. and then maybe it, they get off the train and onto a helicopter or something. Yeah. Like there's there's definitely ways to do that. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. So that's yep. that, that's kind of my cut of scene out of scene. I think. Sean, and, what do you have? Oh, 
Well, I'm sorry, Elijah, not to butt in, but I just have the exact same thing as Sam. Oh. So I just figured I'd go and say, cutting the helicopter scene. Yeah. So dumb. Just yeah. like the Italian job. <laughs> Helicopters don't belong underground. And, but uh, again, going this... back to Sam's point on how influential this movie was. Yeah, there you go. Yep. And I was actually thinking, too, like another one, um, the scene where like they go in as firefighters. Yeah. That was like... Uh, Oceans, Oceans, Oceans yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, adding a scene uh, to kind of establish Ethan's chops as a spy a little bit more. Mm. Sam, Sam said it perfectly. But you know, maybe a fight with a little bit of karate or something against John Voight would have been pretty karate. sweet. A training scene. Yeah, uh, didn't mean to jump the gun. So sorry, Sean. A little Neo and Morpheo esque battle. Morpheus-esque <laughs> yeah. battle. I was reading um, about some of the stunts in the movie, which Tom Cruise does accomplish a lot of these stunts by himself um but one of them that was a little bit controversial because they didn't they weren't really sure that tom would be safe was the fish tank exploding when he's talking with uh kit rich yeah. at the restaurant and i think that's one on top of the helicopter that's a little bit just there's just so much water it seems um and it just seems a little <laughs> unneeded and like why wouldn't the other agents like just shoot it's him a big fish tank. immediately um and he like the water's going out into the middle of the plaza it just seemed a little um too goofy and i guess they actually also didn't know if any like shards of glass were really gonna like they did this <laughs> once i guess um, once with the stuntman um on like a more minor stage but it didn't look good enough so then they they had more water um 15 ton- 16 tons of it so I felt like that was a little unneeded. Um, it seemed a little cheesy. Didn't really think that all those CIA agents wouldn't have been able to just run after um, Ethan Hunt. So I'm taking that out. And then in its place, it's probably like five or ten minutes there. Maybe. Maybe at a little bit. But like I said earlier, you don't really, and maybe some people don't like this team. Um, <laughs> but I felt like... Um, you don't that opening scene where they're they're seen working together. I feel like I want more of an opening scene of the whole team working together before the main mission starts. Okay. So um, something to more introduce because you really don't feel much when they all die because you don't really know any yeah. of them. I think that would add some more emotional stakes to the to the movie. Or you don't feel anything because they because uh, they all suck. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I respect that. I mean, yeah. There's definitely like. I mean, who doesn't love to see hanging out with the homies on screen, right? Always down for that. You love to see my. Uh, so my cut of scene. I'm cutting out the uh, the weird like romance vibes with John Voight's wife between. Yeah, that's really weird. Him and Tom yeah, Cruise. Like, it's just like a weird vibe. You're not really sure what's going on, like, or what angle she's playing. And even at the end, it do- just doesn't really make sense. Like, do they like each other? Like, do they not? It's just, like, weird. Too weird. And especially if, like, he's older, like, and he's married to this, like, younger girl. It's just, like, sort of just weird vibes. Or is she supposed to be older? Like, I don't know. I'm cutting that whole, like, dynamic out. She can still be in the movie, but I can speak a little bit to that. I I guess at the be the first one of the rewrites had there be a love triangle between Jim Phelps, um, Claire, and Ethan. Mm. So maybe they forgot to <laughs> um, subdue some of the writing later on. 
Um, I was going to say this, but um, I think it's a pretty funny take. Tom Cruise can't have like a real love interest anymore. <laughs> like no one believes it. <laughs> right? Like that, what? That guy like, can't be in love. Like, like young Tom Cruise in a movie, like it happened. But now, like everyone knows Tom Cruise is insane. Like <laughs> he doesn't, he, no movie in the last probably 20 years, maybe, maybe more recent than that. I, I'd have to look. Like, has Tom Cruise actually having a serious relationship where he's like, like flirting with someone? Or it's like even even in this series, you'll see it. That kind of gets like written out of the series. Um, uh, I don't know. In that that most recent one with uh, Vanessa oh, Kirby's character, yeah. Well, and so okay, so there there is a little bit of it, but like they won't really show it. Like he won't. You'll never see Tom Cruise like kiss a girl that he cares about in a movie. Yeah, because no actress is willing to no actress is willing to do that take because if Tom Cruise likes it too much, she might be taken away from her family by the Scientologists. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyways, it's like know. his capacity for that <laughs> oh, is no, limited, I think. And there's a like that is not and that'll never be the focus. He will never be like. Um, don't say never to Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you could say that's sort of the focus of the entire series, but well, hey, we'll uh, okay, we'll get, we'll we get there get when we get there. Later. We'll get there when we get there when we get to those movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then, my, what I'm adding in, since I cut out the weird wife dynamic situation there, I want more scenes of Tom Cruise being Senator John Walzer. Because I don't really understand how they're getting away with having a, a guy who's going out on these impossible missions also pretending to be a senator full time. Thank you. Thank you. It just seems like, like a pretty, a, 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 he's not just like an ambassador or someone like you only hear from every now and then. Like that dude's a senator. Like that's a, that's a serious job. Yeah. I was thinking like if that, ha- if, if, if it was nowadays, like immediate, like one tweet, oh, I'm at the lake this week. I can't go to the <laughs> gala. And then that blows up the entire yeah. <laughs> premise. Senator Walter's not going to the gala. How dare he? <laughs> That's fine. I didn't think of Just that. Just a wild thing, mm-hmm. but I'd love to see a little bit more of that. Tom Cruise's Southern accent is like just yep. hilarious. It's great. So I love that content. So that's what I'm adding some more of. Let's uh let's keep the train rolling. We gotta keep this train rolling. Let's get into recast a roll. Recast a roll. This is where we uh recast a roll in the movie. Um we'll go back to our esteemed guest, Sam. Who you oh. got? Who you switch what casting are you switching at here? I was hoping to go last on this because I was having a hard time. Like obviously Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise, so you don't recast him. Um mm. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. I that's the thing. Like, I feel like there are people you could recast, but it wouldn't really (laughs) necessarily make the movie better. Like, I think, um, like you could recast any of the people in like the initial team, and it wouldn't really matter. Uh, You could recast. um, I think probably the best person to recast is uh, John Voight's. wife slash girlfriend what is her name in this movie uh, claire claire i think probably recasting her makes the most sense um but i don't know enough about like 
actresses or in actors the in, that, in the ni- late 90s that like fit well in there. Like I could think of people <laughs> that fit now, but like, I don't, I don't know. Um, mid thirties so actresses in the late nineties. Yeah. So just any, any popular mid thirties actress in the late nineties. That's my answer. <laughs> Google helps with yeah, that. Okay. Just got a lot. Just got a Google actresses born in whatever year she was born. Okay. Well, I can, I can work on that if you guys want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. Um, you know, uh, there's the Krieger character, which is kind of, um, he's the pilot who does the helicopter at the end. In an alternate movie scape of this movie, um, if his character is more involved, I would love Burt Reynolds to be in that. Huh. Okay. <laughs> um, or maybe John Voight's character is distilled and Krieger are distilled down to the same person. Um, so throughout the movie, we can get more of this character, but I think it'd be fun to have Burt Reynolds. I dig that. Yeah, definitely need a more a John Voight in this movie for sure. Are you serious? I want a more John Voight. That's interesting. <laughs> That's my recast. I'm I'm pulling John Voight out, and I'm going uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones instead. Mm. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. Yeah, he's a little bit more grisly. Well, that's exactly it. I think you know, someone who's a little more like has a little more <laughs> edge. John Voight just seems like a little soft and like a little weird. And I want someone who's like a little more like edgy and like can <laughs> has like could tread the line between like father figure, but also sort of menacing. And I think that's Tommy Lee Jones. Need a little more uh, mon- unibrow action in this movie, in my opinion. So what do you got, Rudy? Let's hear it. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is getting the axe. <laughs> and listen as i said this is coming from someone who hasn't seen the whole series hasn't seen the development of t Cruz. (laughs) so this is just in this you know he's in all the movies i do i do i I know okay so that's my caveat this recast is just for this this movie only and not for the i'm not trying to take tom Cruise out of the whole series just yet i'm just taking him out of this movie (laughs) just yet I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I'm still not. Maybe I'm too serious. Able to fathom that you don't like these movies. I don't know if I don't like these movies. I don't like this movie. I don't know. The other <laughs> you movies. haven't seen any of them. I think. So, I think we can bring you around, Rudy. I think you can too. Like yeah. you said, you know, get through the first two, and then uh, yeah. maybe after that they'll get better. But um, I think my recast is kind of interesting. For my recast, I want to do uh, Vincent Castle, who was a uh, Lamarck in Ocean's Eleven. Interesting. Ocean's Twelve, rather, the mm-hmm. French, fancy French dude. He's very like suave, and I think he's much more cool and like, you know, I know that maybe that's not what they're looking for with Tom Cruise, but I feel like he's a more believable spy than Tom Cruise would be. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the idea is cool. I think the idea is like hot shot, especially in this one. It's like mm-hmm. young hot shot, hothead guy. You know, risk yeah. it all, go crazy. I guess that kind of makes sense. I think. I still think that Vincent Castle could do that and be cooler. <laughs> like to be to be a hothead doesn't mean to be a hothead like hotshot doesn't mean you're not cool, right? Like yeah, Tom Cruise he does it. He pulls it pulls no, it off. He's so not cool. <laughs> I think he's cool. Let's, yeah, I uh, think so. What do we got for uh, for miscellaneous thoughts and questions? I, I don't know if we would count this as a segment or just something that uh, 
we kind of want to tie in at the end of each of these kind of recurring um, series that we do as we get through the Mission Impossible series. Yeah. But um, there's two things that I, I want to know from you guys about this movie. And I'm going to ask you for every one of these movies that we go through. The All first right. one is... And I, I think out of 10 is probably a good scale because we're going to compare them to each other. Like once okay. we get to the end and see how they rate against one another. Um, so the first one, and we, we touched on this a little bit, uh, is on a scale of one to 10, how much did you like, dislike, or you could say how much or how effective did you think the use was out of 10 of the masks in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i mean i would say nine solid nine they were yeah. super effective but they're just such a stupid idea <laughs> like yes if i could perfectly make myself look like somebody else i feel like that's very effective it's like do you mean like effective or like effective movie making like yeah effective um, to i think i would say like if you had like if you thought they were ridiculous like that can bring your your notch down Right. Like that can that can reduce your gotcha, opinion. Of gotcha. It, right. But if you're like, oh, they were ridiculous, but like I really like the way they use them in this movie, then that would make it higher. Yeah. So the only thing on the masks, the only issue I have with the masks in this is that sometimes like so when Tom Cruise is masked, like in that when they're watching him on the camera at the very start of the film or when uh, he's the senator they look really fake. Like they're so obviously masks, but then when he has the John Voight mask, it's perfect because it's John Voight playing John Voight. And so that's the only thing that they should have done was cast other separate actors for the other scenes that Tom Cruise was wearing masks. in. I think mm. that's really my only qualms okay. on that. All right. So I do need numbers from each of you. So Elijah, you said nine, <laughs> you know, what? I'm thinking about giving an eight. Okay, on the mask. Rudy? Yeah, I'm a three. Because I think the first first mask was like ridiculous. And then the John Voight one was effective, but stupid. (laughs) What what do you got, Sean? Four. Four? Okay. Wow. All right. So I'm going to keep these. um, And we're going to take note of them every time we go through a Mission Impossible movie. Um, mask talk. So, so maybe that's a bit Love of a hint it. for you, Rudy, that there may or may not be more masks uh, <laughs> in these movies. Great. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to ask you uh, is, it's again another um, kind of rating system, uh, but I, I like this one a lot. Uh, I want you to rank on a scale of one to ten Tom Cruise's hair. Mm. Ooh. Mm. I really well, didn't like his hair in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think in this one, in this one, it's a four. I don't have anything to compare it to, but I'm gonna say it was a four as well. There's some, okay. there's some really good ones coming up. I'll tell you, five, five for Sean. Yeah, I think I'd probably give this one like a middle of the pack, like a five, Sean as well. Um, Thank you, appreciate that. Yeah, bad, it's just it's like it's great. like it's not terrible hair. It's like the the look of tom cruise isn't depend like the hair doesn't influence it that much in this movie yeah i think yeah yeah Um, so that's kind of where i would put it yeah so that's i mean those are the two things that i i don't know if you call it a segment or like maybe this is just like our rating system for these movies because yeah it's a fun way to look at them 
um, Love it. which doesn't necessarily actually relate to how good the movies were at all. But well, that that leads into a segment I wanted to introduce, which is just the rating of the movies and where this movie ranks in your ranking of all the Mission Impossible movies. Do you have that? Would you do you have a ranking of them? Um, I don't. I think that I probably would be able to give you one at the end of this series, but not right now. Yeah. Well, because it's interesting. It's just interesting to me because this one, Mission Impossible One, to me is one of my top two Mission Impossible movies. Wow. I love I love this movie. Wow. I think it wow. is so good. So, so good. Holy crap, dude. That's a spicy take. I, don't, this, I, think, I have to look back at my top 20, but I might have put this in my top 20. Like I, That's how much I love this movie. What? That's amazing. That's that funny, because I would probably put a Mission Impossible in my top 20, but it wouldn't be this one. It wouldn't be this one, yeah. So. Uh, no, it's not in my top twenty, but it's like it's one of those ones on the brink at the top twenty. There's there's a few, but definitely on the brink. Um, well, let's let's uh let's wrap it up here. Let's get in some miscellaneous notes before we go. Any other thoughts before we close? Yeah, I got two quick questions. First one's a quick one. How did the guy in the uh in the in the HVAC conduit, how did he kill that rat that was coming at him? Because one scene, the rat's coming in hot, and this next scene, it's laying there dead. Did he smash it with his head? It's the did knife. He Remember, the he's, he he has the knife, the and knife, then he drops yeah. it on the desk. But he was holding the rope with both hands. Yeah, he yeah. let go of the rope. That's why Tom Cruise dropped down to the really oh, low. Gotcha. That was a quick, quick, quick stab. Yeah, it was a deleted okay, scene, fine. Rudy. Uh, my second question. How did he figure out that it was Jim based on the fact that the Bible with the inscription from the hotel was in the office where Jim was working? It was the hotel that he was staying at, the Drake Hotel I know, in Chicago. But what the was it about mission. the like? I don't get why that connects. So Jim stayed at the, I understand. the Drake Hotel in Chicago. I understand. And must have played. He took the Gideon Bible from the hotel room I understand. and placed it in his eyesight so that now, the, Tom Cruise the, the, saw that and used the Bible and looked up jo- Job 3.14. No, that's not the connection. The connection they're trying to get you to make <laughs> is that you see that John Voight was the one, has been, was Job the whole time because he was using that, the bio, the scripture reference. <laughs> and that, it's like, well, where would he get the scripture reference? Like, how did, how was he using the scripture reference? And then from it's the from Bible. the Bible that was in the, the Gideon's hotel. And so it was like unintentional but it was like one of the pieces that tom cruise used to put it together that it was well i think it was the main piece that he used to put it together right because up until that point he he thought he was dead right and then he found the bible with the stamp before john boy comes back to life quote unquote because then it was kind of confusing like they had that whole flashback scene where it's john boy killing everybody and but like he had said it's kitteridge and then so Tom tom cruise is like oh yeah so and then Tom Cruise walks how Kitteridge, quote unquote, did it, but then it's John Boyd doing it in the flashback. It was kind of like, yeah, it is a little confusing at first, but I think what they're trying to show is that while John Voight is saying it's Kitteridge, and Tom Cruise is acting like, oh yeah, it's Kitteridge, yes. like in his head he's he's putting it together that it was actually John Voight, and that's like the moment where Ethan, gotcha. you know, it clicks, puts it all together. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think I still think it was like oh Job like Job the Job three fourteen and it was like Job Job to Job, 
the Bible. It's like, that was a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> is that where you got the Arrested Development connection? No, it's not, but it, <laughs> there it is. Another, another strike. <laughs> Gobbluth. Count it. Any, any other notes? Miscellaneous uh, thoughts? I thought during the heist, the magnetic screwdriver was cool. Mm, yep. Did you see that? Where they like use the magnet. Yep. To, so that just a little note on that. Um, also, uh, <laughs> Ving Rhames, one of his aliases or like nicknames is the Net Ranger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was pretty Ooh, cool. Like it was like very 90s, like someone who's good <laughs> at hacking. Oh, they're the Net Ranger. The Net Ranger. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's fine. Possible ideal gamer tag, probably. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say that exact same thing. <laughs> Um, can you guess how much this made in the box office? Not enough. Oh. I cannot. No. A million dollars? What's a guess? <laughs> I don't I'm so bad with in like movie 90s. numbers. I have no idea like what is a good number for a movie to make versus what is a bad number. Four hundred and fifty seven million. Oh, that's that's wow. a good number. Yeah, that Isn't seems it? like a lot. It's pretty pretty healthy. Yeah. Especially that, in nineteen ninety six. Is that adjusted for inflation? Um I don't think so. Let me do the math real quick. Well, that's like 457 million. Like the Avengers movies do like a billion. So they're like ha- Mission Impossible is like halfway to like the biggest movie ever. So yeah. Word. That's not in bad. 1996. Yeah. In 1996. Well, that's what I'm saying. It might have only made two two fifty, but then inflation adjusted, you know, that, that fed just keeps printing money. Back then movie tickets were like five bucks. So I think that is inflation. <laughs> potato, potato. Man. Back then, you could get to a movie for Adjusted. like a nickel. <laughs> Just go on the net real quick. Back in the good old days. You know, I'm the money guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Titanic came out, I think, in the late 90s, right? And that was what? Did you guys know how much that made? That was like, like the high, biggest the one ever, ever, right? Yeah. 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 Billion, I think. I think it made a billion. Um, 2.4 billion worldwide. Wow. Okay. That's how much how much better would Titanic have had been if it had uh, Tom Cruise in, in it instead of Leo? Cool. Incredible. <laughs> I think it would have no tanked. No way. Tom Gotta make like <laughs> a, at least ten times better. It uh, would have tanked yeah. similar to the Titanic, so more accurate then, right? I had one I had one note and it was like the note every time this comes up in a spy movie is but it's why are these agencies still making knock lists? Like why are we doing this? <laughs> just stop <laughs> stop writing down the names of every single person that's undercover for you. Like just don't Why do is that. Everyone on the same Who list? cares? That's a that's a good point. I, yeah, that's a great I'm point. I'm gonna and, give and this a bit of a pass because it was it was a nineties movie. Right. That's movies true. now, that's not acceptable in the nineties. Maybe. I feel like this that was the same plot line as like maybe the most recent that the most recent Bourne movie, maybe Jason Bourne. And then like one of the bonds definitely had to do with like a list of agents. Like this is like a recurring, I guess going back, it goes back to your uh, sort of foundational uh, concept of uh, mission impossible. This movie being so foundational to the genre, but I just think it's a dumb thing to do. Like put everybody's (laughs) names on it. Yeah. Excel doc. And, and, and based off that, Elijah, like, my one question I had that I've forgotten was what is the impossible mission? Like they don't really describe what the mission is that is impossible. Like is it the getting the knock list from Langley? Is it 
I guess yeah. this is like proving his innocence to so the CIA. This is another thing that you'll like. I think overall, yes, it's the innocence thing. Like the whole movie is the impossible mission, but like the the force that he's on, the impossible mission force. It's like the mission is whatever they say on those videos because those videos become a recurring thing. Like your mission, should you choose to accept it, and like that's in like almost every movie, mm-hmm. um, and that's usually like the you know, impossible mission that they have to do. So whatever that is, in this case, it was, you know, keeping that guy from getting the list initially. And then whatever the Caribbean cinema or whatever she says at the end. Aruba. My, my impression always of that was like, it's the missions that like the CIA were like, that's a little too intense. Like that's a little too impossible for us. We send it over to the IMF and they do all the impossible ones, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Pretty dope. Uh, Pretty dope nickname, IMF. Well, I think that about does it. Let's wrap it up. Uh, I'm gonna have <laughs> to trim this. <laughs> I'm gonna have to trim this down because this ended up being like an hour anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. <laughs> Just don't cut any cut out any of the good stuff. Well, we yeah. had some added segments at the end. Yeah. So. I but you like can't cut is, those. They're part of the series, Sean. Yeah, you can't cut anything. What are you going to cut? No, I'm just saying that's why I went oh, longer. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. We'll be back next week for our 40th episode. That's right, boys. We're hitting number the big number 4-0 next week. Wow. So tune in for that. We got something special planned for that as well. For now, we're going to wrap it up on our first installment of our new uh, Mission Impossible series with yeah. Sam. Thanks and, for coming uh, on, thanks, Sam. Sam. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward thanks. to this series. Um, and yeah. I think I... Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'd like to sign off of this one with a nice quote from Emilio Estevez. Let's go. Okay. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, love Emilio. Love it. Such a jokester. I'd like to sign off with Emilio Estevez's other quote, which is, uh, keep it loose. <laughs> keep it loose. <laughs> and keep it conceptual. <laughs> Your milkshake! I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Sack of wine! No, yeah! I'm thinking I'm back! Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I am an FBI agent! I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere, everywhere, everywhere.